As a reminder, the invitation is still open to send in testimonies, to send in witnesses of Christ, to send in whatever it is the Lord inspires you to record and send in. Um, remember that the email is foundedonchristpodcast at gmail.com. You have to make sure you put that podcast on the end of there. It's not just founded on Christ, otherwise you'll, you'll find somebody else. <laughs> So, I've had a little bit of a reset, I suppose you could say, a little bit of a return to home base, uh, as and remembering why it was that I felt inspired to continue on with this podcast, when the one that I was doing before, the three of us, the three men that we were doing it with, uh, when that decided, when, well, when that, you know, came to an end, why I felt inspired to keep going. What was the whole point? Why was I doing it? And is that purpose still alive in the podcast right now? And I want to reaffirm why this podcast exists. This podcast is here to be a witness of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to invite everyone who listens to come closer to him, no matter where it is you stand. And to not let anything else get in the way of that. To recognize that he is the source of truth. He is the source of our salvation, the source of truth, of, of light. I would, I would be ecstatic if at some point... Uh, while listening to one of these podcasts, you decide, you know what? I don't need to listen <laughs> to the podcast anymore. What I need to do is spend more time listening to my Lord and Savior. And if every time you saw another Founded on Christ podcast, you looked at that and said, you know what? I'm actually going to spend that time praying. I'm going to spend that time listening and honing in personal revelation I'm going to spend that time fasting, you know, whatever it is. If if you were to real use the podcast as an excuse to spend whatever time I spend here recording as an excuse to spend time with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I would be ecstatic about that. I think, unfortunately, especially in our LDS culture, we spend so much time doing so many other things and listening to so many other people um, that the heart of what it means to be Christian gets diluted, it gets lost, it gets secondary. Oftentimes, we were so busy setting up chairs or providing activities or or preparing for lessons, you know, or... Um, providing all these other sort of functions, listening in general conference, not that that's necessarily bad or state conference, that we forget that the ultimate source of all of this, the whole point, any of these things exist at all 
is to point to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to have us have a relationship with him. All other sources, as great as they are, and there are some wonderful, great sources out there. I partake in many of them myself. But as great as they are, they do not come close to the pure light and truth that comes directly from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is there, available for us. Just unfortunately, most of us have not been taught how to take advantage of it. We've, uh, I think a lot of us, as we got older, we've learned to pay attention to promptings of the Spirit. Sometimes we learn to get those strong impressions. But I think a, a true relationship with Christ is often forgotten. So I'm going to go through some scriptures and then ultimately uh, a song, some lyrics of a song that I want to talk about that, that focus on Christ and why he is so central to everything. So starting off in 2 Nephi 25, verse 23, For we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children and also our brethren to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God. For we know that it is by grace that we are saved after all that we can do. And notwithstanding we believe in Christ, we keep the law of Moses, and we look forward with a steadfastness unto Christ until the law shall be fulfilled. For, for this end was the law given, wherefore the law hath become dead unto us, and we are made alive in Christ because of our faith. Yet we keep the law because of the commandments, and we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies, that our children may know to what source they may look for remission of their sins. Ether twelve forty one, And now I would commend you to seek this Jesus of whom the prophets and apostles have written, that the grace of the God the Father, of, of God the Father, and also the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost, which, which beareth record of them, may be and abide in you forever. Amen. Second Nephi 32, verse 3. Angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost, wherefore they speak the words of Christ. Wherefore I said unto you, Feast upon the words of Christ. For behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things which ye shall do. Wherefore, now after I have spoken these words, if ye cannot understand them, it will be because ye ask not, neither do ye knock. Wherefore ye are not brought into the light, but must perish in the dark. For behold, again I say unto you, that if you will enter in by the way, and receive the Holy Ghost, it will show unto you all things that ye should do. Behold, this is the doctrine of Christ, and there will be no more doctrine given until after he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh. And when he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh, the things which he shall say unto you, ye shall observe to do. And then, yeah, and one more before I stop to talk about these a little bit. Uh, Jacob 4 verse 15. And now I, Jacob, am led by the Spirit unto prophesying, for I perceive by the workings of the Spirit which is in me, that by the stumbling of the Jews they will reject the stone upon which they might build and have a safe foundation. So through these scriptures, there is there is a full emphasis, and these are different prophets at different times, preaching about Christ and how central he is, why it is that we focus on Christ, that he is the source of redemption. That we, that we do nothing, say we preach about Christ, that our children and those that follow us may know where to look for redemption, 
where they may, may know that they may know where they can look for a remission of their sins, where salvation truly is the the source of, or I guess Christ is the source of salvation. And just as Jacob Force said, the Jews they did not build upon this foundation of Christ; they rejected the foundation. What is the foundation? Helaman five twelve. And now, my sons, remember, remember that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that you must build your foundation, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which you are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon, if men build, they cannot fall. If we want to have security, if we want peace, if we want full strength in what God has for us to do, we need to build upon our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Just as the scriptures before were saying, we need to seek after Christ. He is the only source that will be able to fulfill all of these roles. Christ often refers to himself as the light and the life of the world. I've written, read a few scriptures about that. DNC 50, 50, 41. Fear not, little children, ye are mine. I have overcome the world, and ye are of them that my Father hath given me. So he's overcome the world, right? Keep going. I'm going to tie this together with the light. Uh, Doctrine and Covenants 10, 70. And now remember the words of him who is the light and the life of the world, your Redeemer, your Lord and God. Amen. Alma 28, verse 14. And thus we see the great call of diligence of men to labor in the vineyard of the Lord. And thus we see the great reason of sorrow and also of rejoicing. Sorrow because of the death and destruction among men, and joy because the light of Christ unto life. Mosiah 16.9 He is the light and the life of the world, yea, a light that is endless, that can never be darkened, yea, and also a life which is endless, and there can be no more death. After the fall, once Adam and Eve were brought from the garden, put here on the earth, made to toil with their hands, entropy entered into the world. What is entropy? It's a fancy word. Entropy means that everything eventually breaks down. As a, as a friend of mine once put it, everything that moves breaks. That's the world we live in. It is, it is in a constant state of decline. Uh, the sun, even as powerful and as radiant as it is right now, at the S-U-N, the sun that we rotate around, it will eventually run out of fuel. It will eventually implode and become supernova it will it will eventually destroy everything in the world once was once we reached a celestial state has a state of natural decay christ overcame the world he descended below them all and in by so doing rose with healing in his wings he has an input of light and grace that he infuses into the world and to each one of us that keeps us going. If it were not for Christ's strength in performing the atonement, in doing so by himself, being left alone to do it, even God the Father himself having to, at specific intervals, turn himself away 
to allow Christ to fully overcome the world and this entropy by himself, this natural chaos in the world. He allowed that to happen so that Christ could himself become a source of light and truth, the source of light and truth. And just, we would all, I mean, we, we have natural decay, but we would eventually, our spirits would decay and, and turn into nothing if it weren't for the net input of the light and grace of Christ. He is central not only in doctrine, not only in personal revelation, he is central in the natural function of the universe. If it were not for the part that he plays, this world, this solar system, would eventually decay into nothing. It would corrode and become nothing. That is what outer darkness is. Outer darkness is where the light of Christ has no reach upon and each per, each soul that enters into it eventually decays and uh, separates back down into intelligence because there is no there is no direct input of the light of Christ that is within Christ because of the role that he played. And unfortunately, Christ is often pushed out of this role. As I said earlier, the uh, a lot of the churches, they seek after Christ, but he becomes the secondary aspect. Maybe the the hyperbole of Christ being the greatest of all, sometimes it's a little boring from the stand, and it doesn't get preached or taught as it should be. Maybe because of the simplicity of it, the fact that it is do the commandments and then listen to Christ and do the personal commandments that he gives you. Maybe sometimes that doesn't inspire as it should, but because of that, there is a natural parting of ways. First, or fourth Nephi, chapter one, verse twenty-seven. And it came to pass that when two hundred and ten years had passed away, there were many churches in the land. Yea, there were many churches which professed to know the Christ, yet they did de- they did deny the more parts of His gospel, insomuch that they did receive all manner of wickedness and did administer that which was sacred unto Him, who had been forbidden because of unworthiness. And Moroni, chapter six. 17, well, 16 and 17. And my soul was rent with anguish because of the slain of my people. And I cried, O ye fair ones, how could you have departed from the ways of the Lord? O ye fair ones, how could you have rejected that Jesus who stood with open arms to receive you? It was through the rejecting of Christ, the rejecting of his relationship, of being close with him, having personal revelation, having contact with him and his commandments, that the destruction of the Nephites was brought about. It has been reinforced to me how important the Savior is to everything. How important he is to the process of salvation, ascension. How important he is to the day-to-day application of the commandments in each and every one of our lives and how central love and charity is to the role of the savior and to what he teaches us moroni chapter 747 but charity is the pure love of christ and it endureth forever and whoso is possessed of it at the last day it shall be well with him christ is love. He is the embodiment of love. 
that what's that is what makes it possible for him to do what he did by being full of love and there are many things that we can get caught up on many jots and tittles of the law that we can get concerned about focusing on and doing but i was in a meeting where a lot of people were expressing their their heartfelt love for for Christ, but also struggles that they were going through. And it was redoubled to me how important love is to this whole process. Love of God and love of our fellow man. This is why those are the two things that all the law and the prophets hang on. That thing specifically is love and how central that is to Christ's role how central that is to us coming to Christ, how central that is to enacting the will of Christ. For everyone who's listening here, please take some time today, pray to Heavenly Father and ask Him how you can be a better emissary for love today. What is it that you can do today to spread the love of Christ? It says that charity is the pure love of Christ. It implies that that is who he is. So to wrap this all up, it is, it's this podcast goal to bring us to Christ alone. Because it is in Christ alone that we are fully accepted by him. He is he stands at the gate he employs no servant there it is through him alone that salvation is given and to go along with this message there is a song that means a lot to me and it is one of my favorites it's called in christ alone there's many different versions i prefer the uh the nathan pachenko version there is a certain reverence and also a building of spiritual energy within that song that really lifts me up. But I want to read these verses from this song because for me this is this is a love letter to Christ and in many ways this is the words of the Holy Ghost given to somebody who wrote this and, it, and in some ways is almost like scripture. It says, In Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone who took on flesh, fullness of God and helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save. Till on that cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on him was laid, here in the death of Christ I live. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain. Then bursting forth in glorious day, 
Up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me, for I am his and he is mine, brought, bought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death, this is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. Till he returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ I'll stand. Brothers and sisters, seek his face continually. In the name of Jesus Christ alone. Amen.